Thessalonians, 1 Thessalonians, and we'll start there. First Thessalonians 5, we're going to start there in verse 18. So uh, we're, we're starting a new series today about being thankful. Being thankful. I can tell you're thankful by that response that we're preaching on. Yes, awesome. That's what I wanted to hear about on Sunday morning. <laughs> being thankful. Uh, you know, the message about being thankful and Thanksgiving is, um, it's going to be one of those messages, kind of like Brother Sean's message the other week about love. It's like we all know we need to do it, <laughs> and we all want to do it, but we're not that good at it yet. We're all in the process. We're all growing in this. So um, these are one of these messages that even the pastor's saying, I'm struggling in this area still, but let's grow together. Can I get amen? Uh, we're working on this together. We're all not perfected. We're all not Jesus in here. Do you guys know that? We're not Jesus. He lives on the inside of us, but we are not Jesus. And we all need some help, and we're all in a process here, and uh, we're not in heaven yet. We're not perfected yet. Uh, so we're on this journey together, and thankfulness is not something that I'm too good at. Why are you preaching about it? Well, we're all in this together, uh, because we're going to get into God's Word, and we're going to see what God's Word says about it, and that's going to help us grow. It's going to encourage us today, and uh, I know if he's speaking to me about it, he's probably speaking to you about it. So we're going to grow in this. You know, there's certain subjects that you're just like, yeah, I could preach on that because I live that. This is one of those things that I'm working on this. Uh, nobody wants to say amen in here. Uh, these are, that's one of these subjects. There's certain subjects you're like, yeah, I got that. I can preach on that any day. I'm living that. But thankfulness, uh, we're not naturally thankful, none of us in here. And that's why the Bible has a lot to say about it, and we're going to learn from God's Word. How many believe you're going to grow in this series, and we're going to learn something, and I believe that God's going to speak to us today, and we're going to be more thankful people after this series, because it's very important. Uh, so 1 Thessalonians 5 and verse 18, I'm going to read from the New Living Translation. It says, be thankful in all circumstances, for this is God's will for you who belong to Christ Jesus. Be thankful, notice, in all circumstances, for this is God's will for for you who belong to Christ Jesus. So if you're taking notes today, the title of my message is The Power of Thankfulness. The Power of Thankfulness. We're going to get into this series about being thankful. The Power of Thankfulness. So once again, it says in 1 Thessalonians 5 and verse 18, Be thankful in all circumstances, for this is God's will for you who belong to Christ Jesus. This is God's will for you who belong to Christ Jesus. So we see here that God says it is 100% His will that we would be thankful in all circumstances. Now, Thanksgiving is not just a time of year, which we are in the Thanksgiving season. Uh, but Thanksgiving is not just one time a year. It, it should be a lifestyle. It should be the way the believer lives, a thankful lifestyle, a lifestyle that gives thanks to God and is thankful for the blessings. And it shouldn't be once a year that we can think of something to be thankful about. Come on now, somebody. You ever been around the table before and everybody's like, okay, you got to say one thing you're thankful about. And some people say, I don't know at the table. You're like, you had a whole year to prepare for this. 
And you couldn't think of one thing. Let's just say you're breathing today. Let's just go with that. I'll answer it for you. You get to eat turkey. And you get to just veg out and watch football the rest of the day after you're in a, a, a turkey coma. After all the stuffing and turkey you eat. But people can say, I don't know. You had a whole year to think about one thing to be thankful about. But notice, that is the human state of mind. We are not naturally thankful people. We are not naturally people that give thanks to God or or thanks to other people. We are an, an entitled generation. All right. We are not thankful people. And even those of us who follow Jesus and have the Holy Spirit living on the inside of us still... We still live in this body and we have a mind and everything in it says, I'm not thankful. It says, I want more. I'm not happy. I'm not satisfied. It's not fair. I'm entitled. We are prone to complain rather than be thankful. And so that's why we need to talk about it because Thanksgiving is more than a time of year. It should be a lifestyle that the believer lives. Now, if you're not a believer... You know, it would help you to be thankful, but especially it says those who belong to Christ Jesus. It is the will of God that we're thankful. And thanks, thankfulness and thanksgiving is not just good manners. I know you should teach your kids to say thank you. We're still working on Natalie. If she didn't say thank you, I apologize. Um, but thanksgiving is more than just good manners. It is the will of God for a believer. So First Thessalonians 5 and verse 18, let's read it again. Be thankful in all circumstances. And notice what it says. For this is God's will for you who belong to Christ Jesus. You know, the will of God is something that people have questions about all the time. What is the will of God for my life? What is the will of God for my life? What is the plan of God for my life? And God says pretty boldly, thankfulness is the will of God for your life. You're like, no, that's not what I wanted to hear. I wanted to hear that I'm going to prosper. That's the will of God for my life. I want to hear that I'm going to be healed. That's the will of God for my life. I want to hear about my future and what I'm called to do and about how great I'm going to be. And God says, the will of God for your life is thanksgiving. Yeah, but that doesn't sound fun. (laughs) It is God's will for you. Now, that's a strong word because it doesn't say that about a lot of things in the Bible. This is God's will for you. But he's very specific. He says, be thankful in all circumstances For this is God's will for you who belong to Christ Jesus. This is God's will for you. But notice it says, be thankful in all circumstances. Be thankful in all circumstances. Be thankful in all circumstances. And that's where it gets us. Be thankful in all circumstances. It's easy to thank God when you're prosperous. It's easy to thank God when you don't have any symptoms. It's easy to praise God when you didn't have any car troubles on the way to work. It's easy to praise God when everything's going right. But what about when everything's not going right? It is still the will of God that we're thankful. Now, let me tell you why it's important that we're thankful when it's not happening the way that it should happen. It's because our thankfulness is what pulls us through the hard times. Come on now, somebody. Our thankfulness is what gets us out of the pit that we're in. It gets us out of the hard times. It gets us out of the depression. It gets us out of the circumstances that aren't going the right way. So that's why he says, it is the will of God for you to be thankful, notice, in all circumstances. It could just said, be thankful, it's God's will. Nobody said, in all circumstances, realizing we're, good, we're trying to look for a loophole here. 
how can I get out of this and not be thankful right now? Because I don't see anything that I should be thankful about. But it's God's will for us, and our thankfulness is powerful. The power of thankfulness. Our thankfulness is powerful, and it's God's will. And when we thank God in all circumstances, it helps us get through the hard times. It helps us get through the times that are not happy and fun, and all the circumstances are going the right way. And we can thank God in all things. Now, notice it said, not for all things, but in all things. We can thank for God. Now listen, there are things that happen in life that are not God's will. There are things that happen that are the enemy and they are not God's fault. And that's why he can say thank God in these things, not for these things. Because everything that comes in your life is not from God. There is an enemy and he wants to steal, kill, and destroy. And he doesn't like you and he wants to ruin your life. And there are things that happen to all of us that are not God's will that the enemy tries to bring into our life. And so we're not thanking God that that happened, but we can thank God in that situation that he'll bring us out of it. Now, what just happened there is I rightly divided the word of God so you could understand what the Bible actually says. Because most churches would say, well, we thank God for the car wreck. We thank God for the cancer. We thank God for the disease. We thank God for the miscarriage. Like God is the one doing those things. And he's not. There is an enemy. And he comes to steal, kill, and destroy. And we need to have our theology right knowing that God is good and the devil is bad. And they don't switch sides ever. And so we thank God in all circumstances. Let's clarify that. Not for all circumstances. Because we can thank him knowing he's going to make a way where there is no way. He's going to bring us to the other side. He's going to help us. He's going to heal us. He's going to restore us. And he can turn a situation that's bad around. He's a God who can do impossible things. So that's why we can thank God in all circumstances. Notice in, not for. And so we thank God in all circumstances for this is God's will for you who belong to Christ Jesus, it's God's will for you. So I think you notice the title of this message is called Thankful. Full. Now, we didn't misspell things. Thankful, because God wants us to live a full life. A full life. Do you believe that? Now, when I say full, I don't mean busy. (laughs) I don't mean busy when I say full, because you're like, oh, yeah, I live a full life. And I wish I didn't live a full life. No, when I say full, I'm talking about the fullness of God. I'm talking about a life full of blessing, a life full of health, a life full of prosperity, a life full of peace, a life full of joy and fulfillment, a life full of God. That is the life that I'm talking about, not just a busy life. So when we say thankful, We're talking about the fullness of God. Now, I have a verse for you. John 10, 10, and the Amplified, we're going to read it. Uh, Let's look up here. The thief comes only in order to steal, kill, and destroy. But notice Jesus said, I came that they may have life, they may have and enjoy life, and have it in abundance to the full. Are you seeing that? Until it overflows. Now, that's God's will for your life. God said that I came that they may have and enjoy life 
and have it in abundance to the full, that's the God kind of life, till it overflows. So when I say a full life, that's what I'm talking about, the God kind of life. A life that God said he came to bring us an abundant life. A life that's full and overflowing with his goodness. So that's what we're talking about when we say a full life. So if we're going to live full lives, we need to be thankful. You picking up what I'm laying down so far. We're going to need to be thankful. So there's something that happens, and we're going to talk about two, two major things today. Uh, there is thanksgiving, being thankful, and there is complaining. <laughs> and most of us are good at complaining. Let's just be honest, we all are. Uh, and we're going to talk about those two things and how they affect our full lives, not being thankful. So when we complain, we remain. But when we praise, we raise. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say that one more time for the Pentecostals that are in here. When we complain, we remain. But when we praise, we raise. So let's talk about complaining first. I know, I know you wanted to hear about complaining because complaining is really the opposite of being thankful. You know, if you're not thankful during the day, what else is coming out of your mouth? It's complaints. <laughs> so when we complain, we remain. But when we praise, we raise. Now let's look at Numbers uh, 14 and verse 2. We're going to read that from the New Living Translation. <clears throat> it says, Their voices rose in a great chorus of protest against Moses and Aaron. If only we had died in Egypt. Or even here in the wilderness, they complained. Now, all throughout the Old Testament, you will see this, especially we just preached about God's children going into the promised land. But before they went into the promised land, there's a whole generation that had to die off that were complainers. Let us not be among those people. (laughs) There's a whole generation of people that were in the wilderness, and they stayed in the wilderness, and they died in the wilderness because they complained. And they didn't have any faith and they didn't have any thankfulness and they didn't have any praise so they couldn't get into the promises of God. And this is just one of many, many verses in the Old Testament where it says the people complained against God. The people complained against Moses. The people complained against Aaron. They complained and said, it would be better for us to die in Egypt than to be stuck out here in the wilderness. And they complained. And so since they complained, they remained. And that whole generation of God's people died in the wilderness, never going into the promised land, never going into the promises of God because they complained. And their complaining made them be stuck. Have you ever felt stuck in a situation? Anybody ever felt stuck before? felt stuck in a situation think about what's going on in your mouth when you're in that situation is it praise to god nope (laughs) is it thanksgiving to god no and we say we're stuck because we are because when we complain we remain and the more we complain about it the more stuck we are Because we will never rise above that situation until we praise God. 
we will never get out of that situation until we start giving thanksgiving to God. And we think that it will just change. But notice, if we complain, we will remain in that situation and we'll be stuck. Because when we complain, we remain. But when we praise, we raise. In Philippians 2 and 14 through 15, this is in the New Living Translation. Philippians 2, 14 and 15. Listen to what it says. Do everything without complaining and arguing. Do everything. Don't argue. Don't complain. Now that would kick 95% of you off of Facebook. All right, I'm out of here, guys. See ya. You would no longer be allowed to get on there. Because that's all you do is argue with other people and say how bad you feel that day. But when we complain, we remain. Let's do this, church family, in love, because Brother Sean said about love. Next time somebody puts something like that on Facebook, put, when you complain, you will remain. (laughs) Smiley emoji face. Now, this is the Bible. It says, do everything without complaining. Do everything without complaining. Verse 15, notice it says, so that no one can criticize you, live clean, innocent lives as children of God, shining like bright lights in a world full of crooked and perverse people. I think it's interesting that it ties not complaining and being a light in the world as something that goes together. Because you will be extremely different when you don't complain and you're thankful at your job. Like, who is this person? Is this Jesus Christ? Of Nazareth in the flesh. He is not complaining. He's thankful. When you are a thankful person at school and you don't complain like everybody else, guess what? You are a light in a dark world. And people can see you from a mile away because you're not like everybody else. Why? Because the culture, the flow of life, just human nature is to be negative and complaining. And you got to be going upstream if you're going to be anything different. And so that's when they see somebody like that who's not argumentative, who's not complaining all the time, that's you being a light in a dark world. When your coworkers see that, when your neighbors see that, when the people you go to school with see that, when your family and friends at Thanksgiving and Christmas see that, and when they try to reel you in to the argument about politics at Thanksgiving dinner, and you say, let's talk about football. Let's talk about something else. Let's just eat turkey and take a nap. Notice it ties those two together. It's not up there, but you you saw the scripture. It ties you not complaining and you not arguing with people as being a light in a dark world. Once again, when God says, do not do something in the Bible, it's not a suggestion. Hey, try not to do that, bud. Philippians 2, 14 and 15 is Bible. It is God speaking to us. And he says, do not complain and argue. Because when you live a life like that, notice you're going to be a light in a dark world. And people will notice you and come around you and say, why are you different? Because you're not like everybody else. Because everybody is in that flow of complaining and negativity. And they wonder why they're stuck. 
and they wonder why they're not getting ahead, and they wonder why they're not going anywhere, because when we complain, we remain. Come on, are you getting something today? And we got to be honest in our own lives, when we're stuck in situations, a lot of time, what is coming out of our mouth? Now, this is a church that was built on the power of your words. This is a church that's been a faith church since the beginning. Do we still believe that stuff? There's power in our words. And it says when we complain, God can't help us. So when we complain, we remain because God only works with words of faith. And until we change what's coming out of our mouth and our heart, God is not able to help us in those situations. So notice the opposite of being thankful is complaining. And so when we complain, we remain. And I know none of us want to remain in situations we've been in. None of us want to be stuck in somewhere we don't want to be. So we have to do something different. So when we praise, we raise. Now we're going to look at a couple verses in Psalm. Psalm 118 and verse 29 in the New Living. It says, give thanks to the Lord for he is good. His faithfulness. Or his faithful love endures forever. Give thanks to the Lord, for he is good. His faithful love endures forever. And really, this passage of scripture is all throughout the Bible. These, this verse right here, because God repeats this time after time throughout, uh, even, even before Psalms into the, the first five books of the Bible. This is a common uh, song of praise that they would sing as early believers. Notice it says, give thanks to the Lord, for he is good. His faithful love endures forever. Now, Psalm 100 and verse 4 in the New Living. It says, enter his gates with thanksgiving and go into his courts with praise. Give thanks to him and praise his name. Notice it says, enter his gates with thanksgiving and go into his courts with praise. Now, why are we bringing this up? Because when we complain, we remain. When we praise, we raise. Thanksgiving and being thankful is a form of praise and worship. And we see that all throughout the entire Bible, but especially the book of Psalms, who was written by David, who was the ultimate worship leader of all time, who wrote all these psalms of worship and praise to God. But something that that happens all throughout the book is, he says, be thankful, give thanks to God, give thanksgiving. Notice, enter his gates with thanksgiving and into his courts with praise. So that means before we pray and before we worship God, the first way into his presence should be thanksgiving. So thanksgiving and being thankful is a form of praise and worship. So when we thank God, we raise up out of that situation. When we thank God, we are unstuck from that situation because God can now work in our lives because we've entered his gates with thanksgiving and into his courts with praise. Come on now, somebody. And so we want to raise Well, it starts with Thanksgiving because Thanksgiving is a form of praise and worship to God. And we should be giving him thanks because he is worthy of it. When we praise God, even in this place or in your personal life, I think you should start with Thanksgiving. You should start by saying, God, I thank you I'm alive. How about there? God, I thank you I have breath in my lungs. God, I thank you that you're good. I thank you that I have another opportunity to live today. I thank you I have a job. I thank you I have a family. I thank you I have a a car 
and some clothes and some food. God, I thank you. Come on, is anybody thankful in here? Because God says, enter my gates with thanksgiving and into my courts with praise. And we could say in the New Testament, it would be better, you could say, enter God's presence with thanksgiving. Come into his presence with thanksgiving. Why? Because when we thank God, we raise. We raise up out of those circumstances. We can see it from a different perspective, not our perspective. We can see it from God's perspective. And then we can see a way where there is no way. We can see the way of escape because we've come to a place where we've risen above that circumstance and we can see what God wants to do in our life. Come on, I'm preaching better than you're responding today. I'm trying to help you this morning. Now, once again, we're all in the same boat here. We're all growing into this. Enter his gates with thanksgiving and enter his courts with praise. Because when we praise God, we raise. He raises us up. He helps us and he's able to do something in our life because of what we're saying. The words coming out of our mouth. So when we complain, we remain. But when we praise, we raise. Now, I have an object lesson in a second. And I want to thank Brother Sean for that because he imparted that into my life. <laughs> I've seen enough object lessons in my life to, to learn a thing or two about them. But we're, gonna, uh, still, we're still talking about praise and, and thanksgiving and verse complaining. And we're going to use the example of the cup half full or the cup half empty. You ever heard that term? I, I was reading a quote, which I thought was pretty funny. It said that... Um, some people see uh, the cup half empty, some see it half full, but a thankful person is just happy they have a cup. Come on now, somebody. The thankful person is just happy I have a cup. So we're going to talk about that, and I need a, a helper today, and I think Sammy Garing would be a great choice for this. Come on up, Sammy. Are you willing to volunteer? Now, Brother Sean, could you come help him? So there's supposed to be some holes cut out in this so he could wear this so he doesn't get soaking wet. Or do you want to get him wet this morning? (laughs) All right, so we're talking about thankful, a full life. You're doing great, Brother Sean. (laughs) Okay, you want to stick your hands out of there? There we go. Bust it through. You got it. You got this. Okay. So once again, we're talking about being thankful. You guys still here with me? We're talking about being thankful. Full. Thankful. Uh, So God wants us to live a full life, full of the abundance of God. What did did God say in John 10.10? A life that's full and overflowing with his life. A life that's full of health, joy, peace. All the good things that God said belongs to, belongs to us. The, the things that he says in his word about fulfillment, about joy, about a life that overflows with goodness and blessing and favor. A full life. But you've got to be thankful if you want to live a full life. Okay. So this is your life in a cup. Hold it out, please. Yeah, that would be a good way to hold it. Okay. So... Sammy, because he's an honorable young man, wakes up in the morning and thanks God. 
Awesome. So he's got his cup full. He's got a full life. He's thankful. Now I'm going to need you to hold it like this, okay, on top. Can you do that? On top. Like that. Thank you. So, Sammy's been thankful. So he has a full life right now. Now, this is the beginning of the morning. Notice he hadn't hit traffic yet. (laughs) Hadn't had coffee yet. So, he's thankful now. Aren't we all nice Christians when we first wake up? Well, some of us until we get coffee. But after coffee, we're pretty nice. And then you hit traffic and you're like, okay. It's got to be one of these days today. So, we live a full life of God's fullness and blessing when we're thankful. So he's thankful right now. He has his cup full. Now, can you hold it up a little bit higher? Thank you, sir. So he's got to get to work, and he's got to get to work late. And he's got to complain about it. Then at 10 o'clock, his boss has got to get on him. Say, Sammy, step your game up, man. Then it gets to lunchtime, and uh, somebody ate his lunch in the refrigerator. So instead of thanking God, he's complaining. Then finally he gets home, takes a shower, talks to the kids. (laughs) There's not dinner on the table, so he's complaining. Hold on to it tight. Come on, don't get... And by the end of the day, there's nothing left in this cup. It's not full anymore because he complained. And everything he complained about made little holes in his cup of fullness. And even though God, notice God filled him up in the morning, every time he complained, every time he decided not to be thankful, a little hole in his cup happened now it's not full and he's wondering god i filled up in the morning why isn't my life full of the right things my life isn't full of joy my life isn't full of peace my life isn't full of blessing well god did fill you up but your complaining emptied your cup and the more we complain the more we remain so so this is sammy garing after he heard a message on being thankful So this is your day. In the morning, he fills up with God. Okay, now I'm going to need you to put your hands on the bottom now. Thank you. So, he filled up with God in the morning. He was thankful, so he's full right now. So he decides when he gets to work, when that coworker gets on his nerves, he goes into the bathroom. And says, God, I want to kill them. I want to punch a hole in their tire. I want to steal their lunch. But he doesn't do it. He says, God, you know what? I thank you for my job. I thank you I have a job. It might not be the job I want right now, but I do have a job. And I do have money coming in. So instead of complaining, he decided to be thankful. Then at lunchtime, when somebody ate his lunch, he could have complained about it and said, well, I don't have much money anyways, and, uh, you know, somebody ate my lunch, and I had meatloaf for lunch, and that was my favorite meal ever. 
But then he decides to think about it in the right way, and he doesn't complain. He starts to be thankful. And he says, I know that somebody ate my lunch, but now I have an opportunity to go out to eat with my coworker who needs to know about God. And you know what? We can go to Taco Bell and get the dollar menu, and I can eat more than what I eat, would have eaten with my meatloaf. So thank God for Taco Bell. My life is full. Why? Because when you complain, you remain, but when you praise, you raise. Now, do we want to live full lives or not? We want to live lives that are full of God's spirit, of God's abundance, a life that's overflowing, like it says in John 10.10, a life that's full and overflowing. Well, we can't do that when we complain because we're punching holes in our cup every time we do that. And then we wonder why at the end of the day we get there and it's empty. God, you said that my life was going to be full, but it's not. So he gets in traffic. He wants to start using questionable language. But, you know, he decides to say, you know what, God, I thank you that I have a car. And, God, I thank you that I have more time to be in my car and put on some worship music and praise you right now. And, God, I thank you that I have the ability to come home to a house where I live at. So he's thankful. But like God says, he don't want you to just be full. He wants you to be full and overflowing. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> You're pretty wet on your, it'll be okay. So let's think about some other things he can be thankful for. God, I thank you. I have awesome grandparents. God, I thank you for my wonderful mom and dad who provide me with everything I have, who feed me 10 times a day because I'm a young boy. Who let me play football and do wrestling. God, I thank you for the awesome Corey group I get to go to every week. I kind of thank you for my life group leaders, Bruce and Justin. And most importantly, I thank you for my pastor. So let's just overflow this thing. He's lived a full life. Come on, let's give it up for Sammy today. Brother Sean, can you help him? He took one for the team this morning. Come on, give it up one more time for Sam. And he's offended. <laughs> Brother Sean, he's going to need that love message. Taking offense, I'm out of here. That'll be the last time I'm at Church on the Rock. Thankful. We want to live a full life, we need to be thankful. We need to be happy that we have a cup to begin with. And notice the more we thank God, the more we're full. But like it says in John 10, full and overflowing with the goodness of God. Let's turn to uh, John 6. We're going to close here. John 6 and verse, uh, we're going to start in verse 5. John 6 and verse 5 in the New Living, it says, uh, Jesus soon saw a huge crowd of people coming to look for him. And turning to Philip, he asked, where can we buy bread to feed all these people? In verse 6, he was testing Philip for he already knew what he was going to do. 
Verse 7, Philip replied, even if we worked for months, we would not have enough money to feed them. Then Andrew, Simon Peter's brother, spoke up. There's a young boy here with five barley loaves, gluten-free, just to be seeker-sensitive today. We don't want to offend any millennials in here. Um, (laughs) Gluten-free. And then it says he has five barley loaves and two fish, preferably probably from Doc Seafood. Can I get amen on that? Let's go to eat. But what good is it with this huge crowd? So notice the boy had five barley loaves and two fish. Everybody say good mama. There is thousands of people and no one brought a lunch. Are you guys seeing that? Look at all these dysfunctional parents that are listening to Jesus. Thousands and thousands of people and one mama packed his boy a lunch. Everybody else was just like, Jesus, like, you're not even thinking about your kids. Pack some food. This is going to be a long day listening to Jesus. And notice one kid out of thousands of people had food. So we know that's not going to feed thousands of people. And notice it says 5,000, but that 5,000 is only the men. So it could have been 15,000 with men, women, and children. 15,000 people cannot be fed by five pieces of bread and two fishes. No way. And so he says, there's, there's one person here, and he's a young boy, and he has five barley loaves, two fish, but what good is it with this huge crowd? Verse 10, he said, tell everyone to sit down. Jesus said, so they all sat down on these grassy slopes, uh, and the men numbered about 5,000. Notice verse 11, then Jesus took the loaves, and he gave thanks to God, and he distributed them to the people. And after he did the same with the fish, and they all ate as much as they wanted. Now, that's a miracle, because you know there were some men there that liked buffets. And he said, they all ate as much as they wanted. In verse 12, the miracle keeps going. After everyone was full, Jesus told his disciples, disciples, now gather the leftovers so nothing is wasted. So they picked up the pieces and filled 12 baskets with the leftovers of the five barley loaves and the fish. Think about that. Not only did they feed like fifteen to 20,000 people, they had 12 basketfuls left of fish and bread for the 12 disciples, little to-go bags, for all 12 disciples for helping out. Like, you guys passed out? You're going to be eating good fish and bread for a long time. 12 baskets left over. Why? Because God's not just a God of barely get by. He's a God of more than enough. And so he didn't want to just feed the people and have them be full, but he's a God of overflow. He's a God of abundance. He's a God of fullness and overflowing. So we see that God fed all these people through two fish, five loaves, and they had 12 baskets left over. 12 baskets left over. So I was thinking about us. How does this pertain really to our lives and our hearts when we come up to something that's not enough in our lives? 
and situations that are not enough. We're not talking about food a lot of times in our lives. It could be a lot of things. Your kids, your family, your job, your health, your future. And, and you don't feel like it's enough and you feel like, hey, there's thousands of people that need to eat and I have five loaves and two fishes. Those things don't add up. But notice what Jesus did. He took them and he gave thanks. And when he decided to give thanks instead of complain, God filled it up, but not only filled it up, he filled it up to overflowing. Now I wrote this down and I feel like some of you need to hear this today. All of us need to hear this. Thankfulness turns what we have into more than enough. Thankfulness turns what we have into more than enough. So let's think about this. The next time we want to complain about what's going on in our lives, stop for a second and think. Let me thank God right now. Because thankfulness turns what we have into more than enough. Instead of complaining, instead of saying, God, I don't have enough, thank God. And when we are thankful, notice what he does. He turns what we have into more than enough. Come on, you believe that today? And that's what Jesus did. Jesus took the five loaves and the two fish and he gave thanks for them. He gave thanks for them. And what did God do? He multiplied it and he made it more than enough. He filled it up, not just filled it up, he filled it up to overflowing. And we see that when we are thankful to God, it turns what we have into more than enough. So Jesus just grabbed those five loaves and those two fishes and said, God, I know this doesn't seem like enough to feed thousands of people, but I thank you. I thank you for it. I thank you for what I do have. You ever done that when you give a tithe and an offering? This tithe and offering is not going to meet my needs. But you sow it into the offering and, and you give your tithe. And you say, God, I thank you for it. And you say, God, I know this is not enough. But God, I thank you and I'm giving it to you. And notice when you put it into the hands of Jesus... He multiplies it, and he fills it up to overflowing. Now think about what he got back when he came home. Think about when he came into the house, and he brought a lot more food home than what he left with. So when we are thankful, it turns what we have into more than enough. Let's be thankful people. I believe if we're thankful that we'll see more miracles in our lives. We're all working on this. We're all working on this. Let's just think about this. Thankfulness turns what we have into more than enough. Think about the next time you know you got uh, maybe some sickness or disease in your body. You're not feeling well. What do we want to do? I don't feel good. My head hurts. I got pain in my body. You want to start complaining. You want to start taking it out on other people. Come on, we all do that when we don't feel good. Instead, take that time and be thankful. Take that time and be thankful. Think about what can I say instead of this. God, I thank you that you're healing me right now. 
God, I thank you that the healing power of God is in my body. God, I thank you that you have purchased healing and health for me. God, I thank you that you're restoring my body. God, I thank you that you're doing this in my life. Instead of complaining. Now watch God work in your life when you're like that. Instead of complaining. I'm not saying it's easy because when you don't feel good, it's very easy to complain. Same thing with your job on the way to your job. So easy to complain. I'm up early. Don't want to be here. Another day. Instead, start being thankful. And watch your thankfulness turn what you have into more than enough. God, I thank you for my job. I thank you that I have money. I thank you, Father God, it might not be the best job, but this could be a stepping stone to the next job I have in the future. God, I just thank you for providing this job and providing things for me today. And thankfulness turns what we have into more than enough. Come on, are you receiving this today? Turns what we have into more than enough. So Jesus took it and he held the bread and the fish and he said, thank you. I encourage you to do that in your life. Situations that are bugging you, situations that you want to complain about, those are the situations you need to take close to you and say, God, I thank you for this instead of complaining. Because thankfulness will turn what we have into more than enough. Now let's look at one last verse, Psalm 23. Did you guys get something today? Psalm 23. Very familiar psalm for a lot of us in here. In the New Living Translation. Psalm 23. 5 and 6. It says, You prepare a feast for me in the presence of my enemies. You honor me by anointing my head with oil. My cup overflows with blessing. My cup overflows with blessing. It overflows with blessing. Now, the way it's going to overflow is when we're thankful. Thankful people. My cup overflows with blessing. Surely your goodness and your unfailing love will pursue me all the days of my life. And I will live in the house of the Lord Forever. If you see that about David in his life, you see that David went through some stuff. Went through some battles. He went through some people trying to kill him. He went through some uh, situations with his family. He went through all sorts of things. But you see something in the Psalms. He always came back to thanking God. Now, there are definitely Psalms in the Bible that he's, no, he's straight up complaining. He's just letting it all out to God. But you notice he always changes it because he realizes that's not going to get me to where I need to get. That's not going to do anything for me. That's just going to keep emptying my cup. But you see him coming back around and thanking God for his goodness. And this is probably one of the most famous verses in all the Bible. You prepare a feast for me in the presence of my enemies. You honor me by anointing my head with oil. My cup overflows with blessing. Surely your goodness and your unfailing love will pursue me all the days of my life and I will live in the house of the Lord forever. So we're going to be thankful people. Come on. You agree with that? 
We're going to be thankful people, people that God, he works in our life. And we're going to live a life that's full and overflowing with the goodness of God. Hey, let's put this into practice next week. Deal? Let's put it into practice. What we're learning today, because we're all in this together. We're learning how to be thankful because we all want to live full lives. But thankfulness is the key. Come on, did you get something today? Can we stand up for a moment? Thank you guys for coming today.